All right, everyone, welcome to episode five of Heal Thyself. We got five under the belt. I really hope you're enjoying this. I'm getting a lot of good feedback, so we gotta be doing something right here. Um, empowering you all, giving you informed consent, making decisions based on this knowledge that you're getting. Today's show is packed. So we don't have time to be chit-chatting, walking around the pool, waiting to jump in. We are diving right in because we have so much to talk about. Very passionate rants today. Um, so yeah, just get comfortable, grab your coffee, your tea, and uh, yeah, get ready to listen and watch. Today's knowledge bomb is on, whew, this topic is personal to me because I was going to dental school for a little bit and this is a big part of the dental industry but it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that because it affects all of us. And you know that this show is about informed consent. And informed consent means we have all of the information in front of us and we're able to make a uh, decision based on that information. There is something going on without our informed consent. We are actively being medicated with fluoride. Fluoride is something that has began 55 years ago and it's put into our water without us knowing the real effects of it. This is something called lack of informed consent. We are being medicated by fluoride without us really knowing the full effects. So let's empower each other. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out what can we do to avoid it. So uh, in 2014, as of 2014, about 63% of the United States is fluoridated. All right. That means that uh, only we're the only one of eight countries that can supply over 50% fluoridation. One of eight. So all the other countries know something that we don't, but still, you know how we are as Americans, you know, very, we know a little bit more than everyone else. You know, we have this dogmatic view of so much crap. Anyway, there's been dozens of peer reviewed studies that show that swallowing fluoride has no benefit. 98% of Europe, China, Japan, and India all uh, ban fluoride. Why? Because of health, ethical, and ecological concerns. But again, we in America, we know a little something that everyone doesn't know. So let's fluoridate our water because it's the best thing ever. It's gonna change lives. It's gonna change dental health. It's gonna change health in general. Let's stop there. When you think of fluoride on the periodic table, remember when you were in chemistry class and they had that periodic table or maybe, uh, maybe if you watch Big Bang Theory, it's, I know it's on there somewhere too, but it's, it's that whole aspect of science, right? And on that periodic table, one of the elements is fluoride. It's, it's a halogen group. And fluoride is something that is naturally occurring. In the soil, it's found as cal calcium fluoride. But you would think fluoride's natural. It's in the water, it can't hurt. The problem is it's not natural fluoride that's in the water. That's not the abundant form of fluoride. What, what has been done, it's synthetic fluoride that's being used in our water. And that's byproducts of the fertilizer industry, byproducts of the refining industry. They're using those byproducts, those waste products, and putting it into the water and calling it fluoride. When in reality, it's just synthetic fluoride that we're swallowing. That is alarming, okay? Um, because the CDC and other groups like the Pesticide Action Network called fluoride and clearly defined fluoride as extremely toxic in high amounts, but it's in our water. We got a lot to say. Let's go into it more. Uh, the Lancet, prestigious journal, 
in the medical industry, when there's something in the Lancet, you listen. So the Lancet Journal classified, fl classified fluoride as a neurotoxin. It's linked to developmental disabilities. It's connected to lower IQ. And there's over 30 studies that show that it is connected to lower IQ. That's concerning. Fluoridated, check this out, fluoridated children have five times higher odds of developing lower IQs than non-fluoridated children. And in 2018, this crazy study, in 2018, there was a study that showed lower IQ children in fluoridated versus non-fluoridated areas. What happened was basically for every one milligram per liter of, uh, of, of fluoridated water in a pregnant woman's urine, we see that their children have 2.4 points lower IQ. What that means is, there's a direct relationship between the fluoride that you're excreting in your urine and the IQ level drop in your children. We get rid of fluoride. I just mentioned the urine. 50 to 60% comes out in the urine, but where's the rest go? Here's the big concern. It goes in our bones. It goes in our brain, particularly something called the pineal gland. The pineal gland is so important because you ever hear melatonin? Well, melatonin is secreted by this gland late at night. That's what controls that rhythm between cortisol and melatonin. So when melatonin is being released, this is a potent antioxidant, particularly against cancers, because this is what's protecting you against cancers. Additionally, it's what's regulating your sleep. But fluoride starts calcifying that gland such that we see in cadavers that the amount of fluoride in their pineal gland is equal to that that you find in a tooth. So it builds up throughout life. And even as a side note, esoterically, you think there's a lot of people that believe the pineal gland is really the seed of the soul. That's the connection of the metaphysical world, our deep connection to spirituality. And I needed to say that because this isn't just a science-based podcast. So take that into consideration. As we move on, we see in animal studies that fluoride can increase concentration in the blood of lead. So they work together, right? The more fluoride, fluoride's pulling in the blood, uh, lead, and then lead's building up. And we know that lead can affect the brain too. So this is so important for our children to make sure that we are avoiding fluoride. Also, when it's matched with, with arsenic, it increases inflammation, it increases cardiotoxicity, it puts stress on the heart, and it has an affinity for your thyroid. So if you're suffering with hypothyroid, hyperthyroid, any autoimmune diseases for your thyroid, you have to start thinking, and your doctor should be talking to you about, based on many studies, should be talking to you about getting out of fluoride. Stop drinking fluoride. Unfortunately, most doctors don't know about this. So Dr. Elise Bassin, and this is, this is a, um, a researcher out of Harvard. Well, she piggybacked on a study by the National Institutes of Health and a New Jersey Health Department study. They were concerned with the effect of fluoride in a very rare form of cancer called osteosarcoma. It's rare, but it's deadly. I've seen people die from osteosarcoma, young kids too. So Dr. Elise Bassin basically concluded that there's a five to seven fold higher increase of osteosarcoma by the age of 20 when you are ingesting fluoridated water in your mid-childhood. That is concerning because how many of us weren't drinking fluoridated? I mean, most of us are drinking fluoridated water because, and I'll talk about filters later, that is the primary form of water that is going to the population. But to think that when we drink them, when we're on our mid-childhood, that we're predisposing ourselves in our 20s to this rare form of cancer, which the, most of the people that I've seen with osteosarcoma are 20 and under. That is concerning. So 
of course, there was a study to follow up and disprove this. You know, there was a big fire against this and it said, basically, this is not true. There's no osteosarcoma. And that study had really poor design. But even further, if you dig deep, you start removing the soil, you start removing the facade, you'll see that the researcher is a longtime Colgate editor-in-chief and a paid consultant for Colgate, a company that is actively putting fluoride in their toothpaste. Do you see the connections here? Do you see why we need a little bit more follow-through in these studies that are coming out? This is stuff that we need to know. All right. So bottom line, should we use fluoride? It's a resounding hell no. Get out of it. Get rid of it. And I'm going to tell you how. A hundred studies, there's over a hundred studies that show that there's an adverse effect, even at doses that are deemed safe in our water. Um, there's no solid data that fluoride improves dental health. That is so important for us to know because your dentist, I don't even think knows that. Anyway, there's, uh, we, we need to understand that even the World Health Organization, major, major organization, shows that countries that are fluoridated versus those that are not still had similar drops in tooth decay since the 70s. So it's not necessarily fluoride that is helping the drop in cavities. There's other factors. Also, the National Institute of Dental Research shows that children in fluoridated versus non-fluoridated areas have almost the same identical rates of tooth decay. It's not fluoride that's helping your teeth. There's other factors. There's never been a randomized controlled trial. That is the gold standard for a study to demonstrate the effectiveness and the safety of fluoridation. Okay? So if your dentist ever goes, no, there's so much data on fluoride, be like, hey, man. Hey, lady, I think you're wrong. I listened to Dr. G, and he, he gave me the lowdown. He dropped the knowledge bombs on me. I don't want fluoride in my teeth. Say it loud and say it proud, okay? And I'll leave you with this. I will leave you with this. Think about this. When you have toothpaste, you have a pea-sized amount of toothpaste, and that's about 0.3 milligrams of fluoride. Okay, then you have a 16 ounce glass of water that has about 0.5 milligrams of fluoride. Okay, can someone please tell me, write a letter to this studio, email me and DM me why when you swallow a pea sized amount of toothpaste, you're supposed to call poison control for fluoride poisoning. But when you drink 16 ounces of tap water, or poorly filtered water, you're not supposed to call poison control. Do you see the difference in here, the hypocrisy, right? Because we know if we swallow a tub of, uh, or even a pea-sized amount of toothpaste, we have to call poison control. But why isn't anyone stressing the amount of fluoride in the water? And if you have a Brita or a Pure, no, or even the fridge filter, know that that's not getting rid of fluoride. It's not doing anything for fluoride. It might get rid of some chlorine and other contaminants, but those are very low quality filters. And trust me, I will do a whole show on filters. But know that the best choices are reverse osmosis, which could be quite expensive, or a Berkey. And I talk about Berkey all the time. I don't get paid by Berkey. I should. And I'm waiting for Mr. Berkey or Mrs. Berkey to start giving me checks because I recommend this all the time. This is a great quality filter to get rid of fluoride and other contaminants. That is my rant on fluoride. 
do something about it. You now have the information to make change. So we are all empowered. Let us boycott fluoride and uh, better the health of our children and ourselves. All right, so today's product review, naturally after that rant, I don't even think I took a breath during that rant, but today's product review is going to be on toothpaste, of course. I mean, we're all using it. Who doesn't brush their teeth? When I was little, I used to use, oh God, every color toothpaste, every flavor toothpaste, and then even into my teens, into college, really as of like six, seven years ago, I was using all these crappy toothpaste. It's not, it's not something that we need to blow over. It's something that we need to know about. So let's go into toothpaste. We can't underestimate the power of changing our toothpaste for our health. Like always, worst to best. Now, before I list them, I want everyone to know, any products I bring here are the ones that are most accessible. So the one you can get at Whole Foods or supermarket, there's so many good products on the internet. They're just not as accessible. You can always buy them on the internet, but I just want to put products on here that people can really get their hands on. So um, I'll always try to mention some ones that are not um, readily accessible, but can be found on the internet that I like too. Um, so that doesn't go to say this is the, the top of the top of the top, but it's the best ones that you can really go when you're food shopping and buy. The worst, and, and look, Colgate and Crest are just hand in hand. But remember, Colgate was the one that the company that did the uh, the comeback study of, for osteosarcoma, trying to protect itself about fluoride. But Colgate, now all, this is just pretty much all Colgate across the board. But this particular one is Colgate Advanced Whitening. There's some other really crappy ones. They're all just across the board, Colgate. Anyway, this one in particular has fluoride. It's one of the main ingredients. But the fresh one, like the fresh and the advanced whitening one, that one has something called triclosan. And triclosan is a nasty. It's a nasty of the nasties. So the Environmental Working Group has it in the red area. Like there's green, yellow, and red. It's a danger chemical. So triclosan is really scary because it, it's one of the highest toxic uh, ingredients that we'll find. It's connected to organ toxicity, and it also can be contaminated with another really crappy toxin called dioxin. And that's known to be one of the most across the board potent and uh, really powerful uh, toxins that we need to stay away from. But it's also connected to allergies and immune issues. But yeah, this one doesn't have the triclosan, but the fresh one, the fresh whitening one does have triclosan. So any toothpaste, I don't even care if it's not Colgate, if it has triclosan and fluoride as the first active ingredients, get off of it, throw it away, okay? So um, another active ingredient, it doesn't even have to be in this crappy toothpaste, it can be all across the board, that I want us to remember is glycerin. Glycerin is even active in the, um, the greenwashing toothpastes or the ones that are the natural toothpaste. And here's the issue with glycerin. It's used as a moisturizer and a flavor extender for everything in, in the toothpaste. But it, if it's not specified where it's derived from, you can already assume it's coming from soybeans, corn, canola, and other genetically modified foods. And Lord knows I've been going off on genetically modified foods way long enough. So watch the other episodes because I'll I talk about the importance of staying away from glyphosate. So we already know there's a huge potential if it has glycerin to be contaminated with glyphosate, okay? 
This Colgate also has uh, hydrated silica. You'll see that it's across the board on a lot of them. It's just a thickening agent, not much of a worry, but this also has something called propylene glycol. And that's something that we see used for antifreeze, paints, enamels, airplane de-icers, and it's going in our toothpaste. So it's a known skin, eye, and lung irritant. Um, so we need more evidence to even know that it's safe. But propylene glycol, you'll see across the board on these really conventional toothpastes, is there pretty much on every single one. It has something called PEG-12. We don't really know how, how toxic it is, but it's used to retain moisture. There's some contamination concerns with other, other um, toxins. Another one that I want to bring up that is really popular across the board on conventional toothpaste is uh, trisodium phosphate, phosphate, TSP. And this is used to uh, balance pH in the toothpaste, but it's paint thinner. It's paint thinner and heavy duty cleaner. And they also put it in cereal. So you may have seen a post where they have a cereal and then uh, they circle it. Who did it? Food Babe, I think. And it says trisodium phosphate. And yeah, it's paint thinner. So we don't even know how safe that is, but it's put into our toothpaste that we're putting in our mouth every single day. Some other ingredients, citric acid is really important to keep an eye on because citric acid, you know, you hear citric and you're like, oh, citrus, it's got some lemon, it's got some lime zest. That's not necessarily true. A lot of these citric acid derivatives, um, or it's derived from a lot of genetically modified foods. So it's, it's, a, it's like a mold that's grown on genetically modified corn and derived to make citric acid. For the most part, most citric acid conventionally is coming that way. So we can let go of that idea that it's coming from citrus or lime unless specified otherwise. And then this also has um, sucralose and sucralose is just basically Splenda. And there's, there's a major concern for liver and gut microbiome toxicity when it comes to Splenda. I mean, no one should be using Splenda in general. I mean, that's so 2002. So don't use Splenda. Anyway, Colgate is like, I can't even, I can't even explain how bad it is of a toothpaste. So please let's stop using Colgate. If you have Colgate, take it, use it to clean your shoes. Do something, you know your shoes even deserve better. Don't use it to clean your shoes, but do something with it. Just throw it away. Um, anyway, let's go to our next one. The one that's so-so, but I, I wanna just bring it out there. Um, a little bit of greenwashing maybe, but let's just talk about the next one. The second one is one that's sort of up in the air. If you have it, I would suggest to get a better quality one, but if it's the only one you have, it's not gonna hurt you for using it one time. It's Tom's of Maine. This one is the fluoride-free one. Of course, I went for the fluoride-free one. This whole, this whole podcast is on fluoride, this whole episode. So um, Tom's of Maine, here's why. Here's why I put, I put it out there as the so-so. First of all, it's owned by Colgate. Did we know that? It's owned by the company that I just you know, threw a bunch of dirt on. It's owned by Colgate. They bought them out a few years ago. But Times of Maine is really seemingly clean, natural. It's sold at you know, Whole Foods and other natural health food stores. The, they're very transparent when it comes to the web. Like if you go on the website, you can see a list of all the ingredients that they use and what it's for and where they're getting it from. So they're pretty transparent, which I like that in a company. You know I'm all about transparency. Um, it uses different ingredients, and if you look it up, you'll see that they use um, no fluoride, of course, great. Um, calcium carbonate, which is just a mild abrasive for cleaning. But again, we're faced with the same thing with glycerin. They 
admit that glycerin that they're getting, uh, where they're deriving it from, is from soybean and corn and canola. Again, genetically modified foods where there's a high risk of contamination with glyphosate. It, because Tom's doesn't say anything that they're deriving it from organic soybeans, organic corn, organic canola. Um, so we can almost guarantee that the glycerin in here is of concern. Um, again, it's used as a moisturizer, a flavor extender, but still we want to make sure that our companies are using good quality glycerin. I will say something about xylitol. Xylitol is an awesome uh, ingredient for teeth health. This does have xylitol and there's about a thousand studies that show how cool xylitol is. It's, 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 it's natural, it's a natural sugar, it has a very low glycemic index, so we don't have to worry about raising it, blood sugar for diabetics out there. And it's for sweetening, it's for cooling, but it prevents cavities and it's really good because it's able to even, early cavities, it's able to reverse it, which is really cool. And it also helps break down the biofilms that these bacteria form in our teeth by uh, raising the pH. So the bacteria in our mouth love acidic pHs. That's where they thrive. And then they eat, they, they basically metabolize and break down those sugars that we eat. And then they form all this acid that breaks down the enamel of our tooth. But what xylitol does is it basically helps protect the, change the acidity such that those buggers aren't really growing and proliferating. So I really love xylitol. I would say if you have issues with SIBO and you're eating or swallowing xylitol, it could um, exaggerate uh, or exacerbate the symptoms that you have. So again, yeah, that's just a side on xylitol in general. Um, a lot of toothpaste are going to have it. I do like it as an ingredient. Um, another one is hydrated silica. That's a thickening agent. Sodium lauryl sulfate is something we just need to pay a little attention to. It's a, what they call a surfactant. It makes toothpaste foam, right? When we're brushing our teeth, we want to feel it. It's foaming and we're like, yeah, it's doing its job. It's cleaning, but SLS we'll call it. Um, the problem is it's, it's derived from petroleum. This one by Tom's is not derived from petroleum. It's derived from coconut. But if it doesn't specify where it's derived from, you can assume that it's derived from petroleum. And the problem with petroleum-based products is that they have, they're easily contaminated with other nasties within the petroleum. For example, benzene. Benzene we know causes cancer. So anything, anytime you see something like sodium lauryl sulfate in shampoos even, for example, we have to pay attention to where it's coming from. So that's one ingredient that we really need to ask and follow through for. The problem is at least for me, Tom's derives their SLS from um, coconut and palm and palm oil. And palm oil is a major issue when it comes to things bigger than us, right? Palm oil industry is a huge contributor to deforestation, climate change, and animal cruelty. That's if you can always make that choice for yourself. For me personally, it's not something that I want to get involved in. So, and it could be a mild irritant for some people, but again, SLS, petroleum-based products, unless they specify otherwise. This uses also zinc citrate. It's good for breath and odors, um, but it's not clear where they're... Zinc, zinc citrate is basically zinc, a zinc salt and citric acid. And again, remember I talked about citric acid? We don't know where it comes from. So Tom's doesn't necessarily make it clear where they're growing their citric acid from. We don't know if it's coming from lemons, limes, or genetically modified corn. One ingredient that is very popular and we need to talk about is uh, carrageenan. 
carrageenan is basically a thickener and a stabilizer. It thickens the toothpaste. It also does the same thing with almond milks and coconut milks. But it's becoming a point of contention for many people, and that's why they're taking it out. They're actually doing carrageenan-free almond milks or carrageenan-free coconut milks because people are becoming more aware of the potential of what it can do for us. So it's occurring. Uh, it comes from red seaweed, but the concern is that that it, it can cause ulcerations, colitis, and might, might be carcinogenic, the breakdown products of carrageenan uh, when it's degraded or, or broken down. So it's sort of up in the air. If it's not in there, I'm happier, okay? And lastly, it uses baking soda for uh, odor inhibition. So look, I said a lot about Toms of Maine. The bottom line is this. If, if it's at your house and it's the only one you know, you, your, your wife bought it, your husband bought it, boyfriend, girlfriend, dad, mom, whatever it is, then it's fine to use. It's just not something that needs to be or should be your toothpaste. Your toothpaste should be better quality than one you're using every single day. Um, so yeah, let us just be aware that, again, Tom's uses transparency, but even at that, with their transparency, it's still not encouraging enough because there's some holes within within what we see. So yeah, that's the bottom line with Tom's. Let's go to my favorite one, my favorite, most accessible one. All right, my favorite one, most accessible, I know you've seen it before, they make soap, they make other cleaning products, is Dr. Bronner's. This is Dr. Bronner's all-in-one toothpaste. The one I reached for was peppermint. My favorite color is blue. Okay. Um, I like this company because they're not only dedicated to their products, but they're dedicated to the environment as a whole. They understand that the health of us is reflectant on the health of the environment. So Dr. Bronner's, I'm, I'm a big fan of, they don't use any synthetic detergents, so there's no SLS in here, as I mentioned before. No preservatives, no other foaming agents. It has the hydrated silica as an abrasive and calcium, car calcium carbonate as an abrasive too. Um, but, but it has organic glycerin. Remember, something we always need to look for, one of the first ingredients in our toothpaste, aside from SLS, is glycerin. Now we know that Tom's uses organic glycerin, meaning that even if they're deriving it from corn, canola, or soy, it's coming from non-genetically modified ingredients and without the concern that it's adulterated with glyphosate. All right? It uses organic aloe, awesome, reduces inflammation in the mouth, gives the toothpaste body, great. Baking soda, okay, odoring, odoring and cleansing. Now we know it uses something called potassium cocoate and that's coming from coconuts. So they're being very specific about where it's coming from. And then on top of that, the coconuts they're deriving it from uh, basically adds to uh, an initiative out in Sri Lanka, I understand, I, I believe. Um, but it, it's nice because it just adds to the social responsibility and the environmental impact of where they're sourcing their stuff. These are the companies you want to get behind, the companies that are doing it right, the companies that see the value of not only helping you, but helping us as a whole. That's, that's really encouraging for me. They also use organic essential oils, right? So this gives the flavor. And, and anyone, I know there's a lot of listeners and, and, and viewers who are into organic or essential oils in general, and we all know the importance of getting our essential oils uh, really clean and purified because they can also be very much so adulterated. So Organic peppermint oil, beautiful. Don't have to worry about other crap in here. Organic stevia. If you have an issue, stevia can also sometimes cause sensitive sensitivity to people's stomachs, but it uses organic stevia, so we know that it, the plant isn't being sprayed. 
And then it has these certificates in the back. It's certified by something called OTCO, and that's Oregon Tilth Certified Organic. That's just ensuring that it is uh, utilize, uh, organic farming and it's derived from organic foods and organic ingredients. Really important for all the listeners and viewers is to pay attention to, to uh, uh, companies that have and products that have something called NSF. NSF certification in supplements is a third-party uh, certification that basically shows that there's quality control. It's third-party tested, it's inspected, and it's tested, and it's retested to make sure for us as consumers that it's devoid of all of the crap that we wanna make sure that's not in there, that we wanna avoid, okay? It has a non-GMO verified label. Again, we know that I'm not crazy about that, but there's no GMOs. Okay, great. It's vegan, it's not animal tested, something I can get behind as a vegan too. That's beautiful. So Dr. Bronner's basically, there's two important things amongst their all their impact, social responsibility and ensuring us that it's clean. We want to make sure we go home with two things. SLS, the sodium lauryl sulfate. We want to make sure that it's organic or it's not in there uh, or they're deriving it from organic ingredients. And then the glycerin. We want to make sure it's organic and they're not deriving it from corn, canola, soy, whatever it is. Those are two things that basically run across the board for all of our toothpastes. So next time you go to the supermarket or the, or the, the local shop, take your toothpaste and look for those two ingredients. But then just make sure that you're looking for other ones and, and know that companies are doing well out there. Other ones that I like... Um, I've used the My Magic Mud one, the activated chocolate one. That's a clean one. That's a nice one. Um, currently, I have the BR Organic Toothpaste. Um, that uses a whole list of different essential oils. That really gives it its flavor, although it's not super sudsy. So again, you just, just play around with different ones. Um, I don't like the Himalaya um, toothpaste or the desert essence ones, desert essence ones, because they admittedly use vegetable oils for their glycerin. And they don't talk about the vegetable oils being clean or purified. So again, I hope that helped. Let us have nice shiny teeth, but also let's, let us have clean, healthy bodies. Now that we're informed, now that we know what to do, let's go food shopping and look for better toothpaste for each other. Um, all right. That was the product review segment. I think I need to breathe more. I think I just get into this mode and I don't breathe and then I get dizzy. So I promise to breathe more. And uh, we are going to the, 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 the chunk of this podcast. And um, yeah, let's just move right through. We're just flowing. All right, so the final part of this show is the way I structure these shows. I usually have an idea about what I wanna talk about, do some bullet points, but I'm gonna be honest. I didn't even prepare for this part because the goal was for me to talk from a place deeper than logic a place deeper than science, something that you all can hopefully connect with. So when I get into my flow um, and I share these perspectives, it's usually for me to talk to you uh, through me as you, if that makes sense. Um, but really I want you all to try to resonate with some words that I may be saying, some points that I may be saying, because at the end of the day, it's to better who you are. It's to better your life. It's to better your relationship with yourself, relationship with others. And really that's what boils, everything boils down to. Health is not just toothpaste. Health is not just glyphosate. Health is not just eating well. Health is so much more than that. We are 
energetic beings, right? We're not physical beings. We're energetic beings and we're having this physical experience. What that means is that we can't just address health with things that work on the physical plane, like foods, supplements, medications, but we have to really address things that are deeper within us. Again, what our relationship is to each other and nature, right? When we are aligned with nature, our body is happy. What, what does that mean? Well, when, when we're aligned with nature physically, we're eating foods closest to nature, we're thinking back how we're connecting with nature and following it. But then emotionally, mentally, spiritually, a rule of thumb that you all should be taking home is at the end of the day going, did I align with nature in the foods that I ate, the words that I said, my relationship with myself? And I'm going to give you some tips on how to better this relationship because it's so important. But before I do that, I'm going to say a quick story. I had this patient who came to me and she's like, Dr. Gonzalez, I am constipated. I poop once every three days. I'm eating well, at least I think, um, but, but I can't poop. And it's, we, we know it's important to poop. I can do a whole show on pooping too. And it basically went like this. What are you eating? All right, let's identify the foods you're eating, take them out. Let's really start to talk about exercise and movement and water intake. And you know what, we can do all these tests. We can do a stool test. We can, we can map your digestive system. But I caught myself going, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm, I'm straying away from a real understanding about deeper stuff, why she may be constipated. So before I was even able to present that to her, she goes, Dr. Gonzalez, I'm going to the bathroom every day now. I go, well, what the heck changed? And she goes, well, I broke up with my boyfriend. I go, oh, okay. And I think I said the story before, but the importance of it is this. It's not just food. It's not just movement. It's not just water. It's something deeper. And within her, she was not aligned with her true state. And that boyfriend of hers was changing her energetic state. By changing her energetic state, her body was expressing that. There's a quote that said, the organs weep the tears that the eyes refuse to weep. I might've butchered that one, but that's pretty much what it says. But what that means is this, if we're suppressing these emotions, if we're suppressing these parts of us that need to be addressed, guess what? Other parts of our body suffer. And for this young girl, it was just being held in her digestive system. It was manifesting as constipation. But what's to say that wouldn't manifest as autoimmune disease? liver disease, kidney disease? What's to say that wouldn't manifest as thyroid issues? You see, we all have these points of weakness and predisposition, and these issues manifest as such. So I want everyone to know that we can empower ourselves by just taking time to ourselves. I was on two podcasts this week, and not coincidentally, I was pretty much asked what we can do for ourselves. The number one thing, Dr. Gonzalez, we can do for our health. And I'll say it, I'll say it always. I'll say it the same thing all the time. And it's the importance of having time to ourselves. If you are single, no one around you, great. You have the luxury of having more time than a single mother. But even as a single mother, find time, get in the shower and let that be your alone time. Find time in the car. But these points of time for us, let us get back to who we are. And what I mean by that is this. Remember I said before, we're energetic beings. We're having a physical experience. 
it's not the other way around. We're not just physical pieces of meat and machine walking around without any energetic experience. We're not having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a physical experience. So with that said, how do we get back to that true nature, our true selves, our true nature? Take that me time. That's the key. Here's why. Because when you have that me time, you get to reflect not only on your day that day or your day tomorrow and your day before that, but you get to reflect on your life and parts of you that have designed and manifested the way you're experiencing your life. And at any given time, you can shift and change this reality. Any given time. All it takes is you going back and letting go. It doesn't matter what your stories are or were, right? It doesn't matter if you grew up poor. It doesn't matter if you had tremendous amounts of trauma from an ex-boyfriend, a dad, a girlfriend, whatever it is, because you can always revisit and forgive those traumas. You can always forgive yourself. You can always forgive your, um, the, 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 the people who instilled the trauma in you. You can always go back because, not to get crazy hippie, man, but that's what I am. I'm a hippie. Having that vibration of love is so much more powerful than the vibration that you may be, that, that's holding you down. And that's a vibration of fear. At any given time, we have the opportunity to choose out of two things, love or fear, our thoughts, our words, our actions, our circumstances, everything we do can be based on two choices. So how empowering is that us for us as listeners, as viewers, where we can take that point, take that and go, in this very moment, I can choose either love or fear. And by choosing that vibration of love, opening my heart, giving love to people who really don't deserve that much love, but giving love to those people and really shifting your reality. Because by doing that, it changes your experience with people, places, things, and situations. So going back to me time, here's a little thing that I do. Here's what I do. And you can model it after me or you, can, you don't have to model it. Listen, if I'm talking and 1% of what I say resonates with you, then take that 1%. I'm only here to try to remind you of what you may already know. If 99% resonates with you, then beautiful, I'm happy. We're aligned. But don't take me as an expert in anything at all. I'm just some dude talking hippie stuff. But it worked for me and it's true for me and it's true for other people and I've seen it change their lives. So why not, if it resonates with you, start incorporating it? Me time, waking up, take a journal, write out anything, whatever it is, the first, the first thing in the morning, because by having your mind clear, released of, of conscious biases, right? Your subconscious is coming out. You write whatever, oh, I'm so mad at my coworker. I'm literally waking up mad at your coworker. If that's the case, then write it out. Or mm, I'm so happy to be alive, I feel good. Let those words come out and reflect on them. At end of the week, read back your journals and reflect because then you get to start seeing a pattern. Get up, move around. And what I do is I get in the shower and that's where my magic happens. That's where I speak the importance of what I want to create. Now I want us to all to remember we are creators. That is what we've been gifted in this human experience. Remember? energetic beings having a human experience, we have this ability to create. We have this ability to manifest, right? You want a new ottoman in your living room, but can't afford it, then create it. Create the people, places, and circumstances to facilitate that reality, because you can do that. So I'm in the shower and I'm thinking about what I want to create. And I promise you everything that I think about, I create. 
And you both, you all can do that. So think about what you want to create and say it out loud, right? Say it out loud. Use I am statements because I wish I had or I am going to only puts it from a place of not existing already. And everything, everything in this world, every possibility, every situation, every circumstance exists already energetically. It's just up to you to create that into material. So act as if it's there already. I want a Ferrari. Well, I don't know how the hell I'm going to afford a Ferrari. I want a Ferrari. I am creating a Ferrari. I am driving a Ferrari. And then with those I am statements, start visualizing. I don't really care about Ferraris, but I'm just saying, start visualizing. How does it smell? How the hell does a Ferrari smell? I don't know, but why not go inside and smell it? Why not go into a, uh, a car dealership and smell it? How does it taste? Lick a Ferrari, lick the steering wheel, do something to think about how it tastes. That may, that may seem crazy. Don't really like it. I'm just, this is just theoretical, but smell. You'll know how it smells when you get into it. So what I'm saying is use your senses to create a movie of a reality that you want to create, right? Here, listen to it. How does that Ferrari sound? Vroom, vroom, vroom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it sounds because I heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day, let that be your story. You are so powerful as a creator that you can create these things for yourself. But it's how much that is real to you, how much you want and how much energy and emotion you put behind. Understand that it's already there. It's coming. You're creating it. How empowering it, how empowering is it to know that we can do things like this? So say your words out loud. Use I am statements because by saying I am, you are already affirming that it's already there. I am healthy. I am strong. I am powerful. I am love. I am joy. I am peace. Whatever it is, say those statements. Gratitude. Boy, this can change anyone's life. You can be living in uh, captivity as a prisoner of war and saying gratitude statements every day. It's a shitty situation, but it will shift your reality. It'll shift your perspective. Regardless of what the circumstances are, it will shift it. So I cannot under, understate. And you know, you hear all these celebrities on these talk shows. I saw a quick clips. All these celebrities that are walking their path, helping people, changing lives, all speak about gratitude. It's not a secret, it never was a secret, but being grateful is so important. So say 10 things every morning, get in the shower and say 10 things you're grateful for. 10, it doesn't matter. How many of us are even grateful that we got up out of bed? How many of us are grateful that we even have a shower to take? How many of us are grateful that we can even put on coffee or tea on a pot. So say the simplest things, say the most complex of things. I don't care, but say the things that you're grateful for. Say 10 different things every single day that you're grateful for and let that be your truth. Do it every single day. Do the affirmations, do the gratitude, do the visualizations. I wanna talk about the importance of meditation. You may not know how to meditate. You may never have meditated. There's different forms of meditation. You can do guided meditation right? Take 10 minutes, 15 minutes of your day. For me personally, when I discovered meditation in 2007, it completely changed my life. Never was the same. I felt so empowered. I felt that life isn't dictating the way that I'm living. I'm dictating the way that I'm living my life. And that's been my reality since 2007, because that's when the shift in awareness, the self-awareness, the, the, the understanding that we are creators and we can create so much, so we're so powerful. That's when it shifted via meditation. So you can do guided meditation. There's Headspace app, 
Calm app and sit down, take 15 minutes a day. You deserve those 15 minutes. Take 15 minutes of your day to be in a place where you can do that. If you don't like guided meditation, I don't like it. Sit in silence. You're gonna hear 10,000 thoughts come in the first time you do it. That's okay. Because by those 15 minutes, those 10,000 thoughts may become 999,000. It doesn't matter. 10, 20,000, a million. You may get more, you may get less. It may be 8,000, it doesn't matter. What I'm trying to say is it's called a meditation practice because each time you do it, you learn how to control your thoughts. And here's the key. You're not your thoughts. You never were your thoughts. We're not that voice in our head. We are the observer of that voice. Do you know the fact that you can think a thought is incredible? So the fact that you can think a thought means there's an observer observing the thought. You are not your thoughts. You never were your thoughts. You're not your thoughts about yourself. You're not your thoughts about your car, the people in your life. You're the observer of your thoughts. What that means is that when you're meditating, those thoughts that you think are you are going like this. Oh, this one's disappearing. This one's disintegrating. And all of a sudden, you're left thoughtless. And boy, that is the bliss point. The bliss point. Because with that point of bliss, you finally get in line and in touch with who you really are, the observer. And by understanding that that's who you are, not Christian, not naturopathic doctor, not Heal Thyself podcast, but so much more than that. When you understand who you are, that will change your life forever because nothing can shift that alignment, nothing. No people can shift it, no places, no situations, no circumstances, nothing can shift that peace that you find. So I cannot, cannot, cannot emphasize the importance of getting in touch with that because it'll change your life. If you suffer with depression, change your life. Anxiety, change your life. Rheumatoid arthritis, change your life. Thyroid issues, change your life. I don't care. Whatever it is, start putting these practices into your life because you deserve that. You deserve it. At, at, at no point in your life are you, are you to not deserve that true happiness that comes with it. This is what this podcast is about. <laughs> like I said, it's not just talking about medical stuff. I can go on my rants because this is my truth. Again, if it resonates with you, then listen. If it doesn't resonate with you, then, then throw, throw me away. It's okay. I'm here to help awaken others, whether medically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And that's what I hope that we're doing. This isn't the first time you're going to hear all this esoteric spiritual stuff, but I hope that it resonates. And I hope that you can incorporate at least one or 10 things into your life to make yourself a better person, having better relationships with yourself and others. Okay, that was that. Let us take these things into our lives and better ourselves. That's the show. That's the show. That's today's, uh, today's show. Next week, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a really good one. Actually, the whole month of April and month of May is booked up with high, high quality hosts, uh, I mean guests, who are going to be able to bring so much light into this podcast, so much awareness, so much, so much education, different platforms, different walks of life, high vibration people. I mean, I cannot be more excited that this is opportunities even here to educate you all, but know that it's about to explode. All right, look, much love to all, high vibrations. Go hug your dog, go hug your boyfriend, go hug your girlfriend, go hug your mom, go hug your dad, hug your goddamn self. Much love, high vibrations, peace.